Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off the Press. I'm Jillian from Studio Soprano, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, fresh off the plane from her tropical vacation, Mariah of Mariah Creates. Yay! So happy to be back. You look so tan. (laughs) I worked hard for this tan, okay? (laughs) It suits you so well. (laughs) Thank you. The tan lines are very dramatic. Uh, Minnesota pale to uh, tropical tan, so... The bright side, I will say, Nate and I did really well at not getting sunburned, which I think is very impressive for two people coming from the depths of winter to the basically the equator. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's a huge accomplishment. That's really impressive. I think yeah. when I did a tropical vacation, I made it like a day and a half before I was like beat red sunburn. And <laughs> then I had to go get married. So. Oh, yeah. Getting married yeah. with a sunburn was not on the forecast. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys. So today we have a pretty straightforward topic to discuss. It's something that we talked about briefly last year. And since then, we've gotten several DMs asking for a step-by-step walkthrough, or at least me telling about my experience and how it all went. Um, And that is leveling the platen on your press. Yay. This is, yeah. I mean, last year when we were at the printer's fair, we had some very in-depth and you did particularly have some very in-depth conversations with some people who actually know what they're doing. Um, So this is going to be a great episode. I think hopefully really helpful for everyone else. Um, Yeah. A huge shout out to Troy and John who Troy introduced me to John. Um, Both lovely gentlemen who literally took me by the hand, walked me over to a press and gave me all the confidence that I needed to be able to level the platen on my own, which so if you haven't listened to us banter about this before, leveling the platen without being a skilled professional can on one hand just be really intimidating, but also on another hand, like there are some forums online that people just sort of say things that scare you, like you're going to break your press or just absolutely don't do it. And um, at least that was my experience (laughs) when I was spending (laughs) the naysayers. That was just my experience when I was researching how it's done. Um, But there are actually some really good resources. I'm going to talk about one of them in this episode, but there are some good resources online by the APA where they walk you through like what you should do. Um, But... (laughs) Like like Mariah said, because we had mentioned it on the pod, as soon as we walked into the printer's fair, we were approached by Troy. And he was like, <laughs> I can help you. And He's like, which honest- one of you needs help leveling your platen? <laughs> <laughs> Me. I felt so bad. I was thinking like, man, I really raked Gordy through the coals on this podcast. Like, I'm really airing all of his dirty laundry out on this podcast. But it came out to benefit us because now he is in perfect – printing condition and it just makes me so excited to print on him. In fact, 
while preparing for this episode, I was looking up something and I sent you a message that was like, oh my gosh, I just printed a five by seven full coverage artwork with like two sheets of printer paper underneath it as packing and nothing else. And your response was like, oh my God, you need to tell Troy. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I was like, oh, they are going to be so proud of you. (laughs) Uh, And honestly, printing has been an absolute dream ever since. Like, of course, you know, we all have our days. Our presses all have our days. Our ink has its days where it's just being turns. But um, yeah, it's really nice to not have to play the like – game of yeah how much packing am I gonna have to put (laughs) yeah on the Mm -hmm. right upper corner of this print yeah Um, which word does the packing need to be corrected (laughs) for (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so it goes without saying that this episode is going to be specific for platin press owners um so sorry if you are very fortunate in owning a Vandercook that's not even (laughs) nearly applicable to you but um also let us know where you are and let me come use your vandercook because (laughs) i watched pressing on last night for probably the second or third time and (laughs) i just i even got my husband to say okay you need one of those oh cute well and i don't know if you've um so we all we have an episode coming up with james tucker of the aesthetic union soon but they also mm-hmm. um if you are trained in letterpress and you live in the bay area in california you can go to the aesthetic union and rent presses so if you don't have a flatbed press but you want to print on one and you live in the bay area then uh there you go there's your ticket <laughs> amazing um yeah. i would like to put a call out to anyone in los angeles who has uh, flatbed presses to also open up a similar situation i mean it's income for your business yeah like i'll and- pay to use it i just don't i I will freaking make the space if I can, but it's also just really expensive to buy them. Yeah. Um, also, I think that I maybe, I think that, yeah, okay, I retract. I am sure. But um, in Detroit, Signal Return, who's moving to a new space this year, but they actually um, do like studio time and rent out presses too, I think. So, you know, there. if anyone knows of any other locations that allow you to come in and use the presses, um, tell us and we'll share that with the world so that, you know, they make more money and people have more access to presses and uh, so on and so forth. So um, that honestly yeah. sounds like a list that I would love to put together. Okay. So plot and press specific episode. Sorry, everyone else, but, um, it needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> it's also worth noting that I'm going to be talking about my press as it's done on the challenge Gordon. However, The instruction that was given to me by Troy and John was on actually two different presses in the museum. So uh, the Challenge Gordon is similar to a CNP. However, um, I don't want to put a blanket statement and say that all presses are going to be exactly the same, all platinum presses. Um, So just as we talk through the steps, check out your own press. If what we're saying isn't aligning with what you're seeing, feel free to take a photo, reach out to us, and we'll try to connect you with someone who knows more about your model, um, which we'll probably try to do through uh, some of our friends at the museum because they just seem to know about all the presses, which is great. They all seem to specialize in a different type of press, it seems. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Cool. Alrighty. So how would you even know if leveling your platen is something that you need done? The tried and true sign is when you pull a print and on one side, either the top, bottom, left, or right, 
is printing better or worse than the others. So you may have like your upper right corner. That was my situation. My upper right corner was always um, printing a lot less, like basically getting almost no ink, no impression, unless I put a heavy amount of packing behind it. If you need significant packing in one area consistently, that is a very good sign that you need to level your platen. And you can also tell that when your platen is fully closed, so basically when, um, you know, the clamshell is at its closed state. And the impression lever is engaged, right? Yes. And the impression lever is engaged. If you see that the gap between your rails and the platen are different in some areas than others, that's going to be an indicator because those two components should be meeting together parallel to make your print. So those are just some easy ways to visually see if you need to do this. Ultimately, you want your platen to be meeting your bed as parallel as possible. In some clamshell presses, the bottom gets favored a little, but ultimately it shouldn't. It really should be meeting it as parallel as possible. I'm sure there's a lot of factors that contribute to platens getting on level, <laughs> like, I don't know, jamming way too much packing over and over and over again. And like, I'm, I'm sure like, especially the people who are operating platen presses today, like the hobbyists or like, you know, novice printers who are going for those deep impressions and running like larger jobs or just like kind of consistently doing it, that's probably going to affect the leveling of your platen. Totally. Well, if, I mean, so I think you've, you've had this probably, I know that I've had this happen and I know Kara Jo has had this happen. So I'm sure it's not a uncommon scenario where as you're printing, you hear the thud of a bolt somewhere falling out, you know, like (laughs) as, as machinery moves, especially if there's anything on it, that's, you know, not perfectly aligned, like as machinery just moves continually, eventually things wiggle loose. Um, And so, The same thing is true with platinum, sure, because it is based on screws, right? That's what's keeping its level. So I think, you know, it's probably a lot of just that continual movement. Um, so yeah. I, I would I would assume that leveling your platinum is something that needs to be done on a somewhat regular basis, you know? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've read that once you have it level, um, you shouldn't need to adjust it too much, but... Um, I guess that really depends on how much you're running your press. And to be honest, I only read that in one area. So (laughs) take that with a grain of salt. Um, But I would say that it's probably not as regular of maintenance as, you know, certainly not oiling or anything like that. But it's definitely something that you can see. Like you you will know when things are starting to kind of not be aligned anymore. Yeah. So how are you going to check that your, like, how are you going to check to see which areas of the platen need to be adjusted? If you have any large type on hand, which I guess this is probably one really good reason to at least buy a set of wood type, it would be great for this purpose. Um, But if you have any large type and that's like 48 to 60 point font is what's recommended, place four of the exact same characters, so like a capital M, for instance, in each corner of the chase and lock them in. 
then run the press with a very small amount of ink on the plate because you don't want to start getting into inking factors. And in fact, before you even go about adjusting your platen, I would say make sure that you've resolved any inking issues as far as like roller height and stuff like that, which we have done a previous episode on. So if you want to refer to that, how to resolve inking issues, that would be really great. Okay, so if you don't have any type, which at the time that I did this, I... Did I have wood type? Yes, I did because I bought it. You got it. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think I did use my wood type, but you might not have enough furniture to lock up your type in all four corners or whatever the situation may be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but previously I have done something similar with just using my base. However, the base doesn't fill out my entire chase, so there was like not a good way for me to get the actual four corners of my chase, which is truly what you want. Um. But let's say you're only working with polymer and you only have your boxcar base. Set it. I would recommend that you set it in the center so that you could kind of get an idea of where those corners are going. Um, And my pro tip is next time you're ordering plates, throw in four large capital M's or W's or something that's all the same. Um, So you could do this exercise because you could probably squeeze them into the open portions of your artwork that you're already ordering and you won't have to pay much for it. So recommend that. But also if you can get your hands on a set of type, it's super helpful. Um, So once you have it all set up and you run your print, according to the results, if one letter is weaker or heavier than the others, then that's the side that needs to be adjusted. So if like three of them look similar, but one is heavy, then you know that corner needs to be backed off. If um, three of them are similar, but one of them is light, then you know that that one actually needs more impression. I think we should add one more thing in uh, is packing material for this process. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's, that's a good point. And I would say two, two things to add to that. So I would try to use minimal amount of packing, like maybe only your press board. If you're always using press board, then, you know, maybe just your press board and your tympan or whatever you use in place of tympan, Mm -hmm. but also run this on like a sheet of like printer paper, something really thin. Because you You want to be able to add packing and not damage your form, right? Exactly. And the goal is when you're running your platen, you really, the ultimate goal would be for a kiss impression, right? Like that's what they were designed for, kiss impression to print like book pages and stuff like that. And then you would add packing to make that deep bite that get that super depth of impression that you're looking for in modern printing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So your baseline should not have to have a lot of packing in it and you should not be using 220 pound paper to run this test. Shouldn't even be using 110 pound paper, in my opinion. I did it with computer printer paper. Um, It wasn't like perfect ink coverage. It was still really salty because I know I need to add like a little more packing to be able to press down into the fibers of the paper. But I worked like when I was working on this, I was adjusting the platen until I was getting a consistent look in all four corners. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Thanks for bringing that up. That's a really good point. Okay. So now that you've done your test and you have your results, 
once you know which side needs adjustment, you can move that side in the appropriate direction, whether that's forward or backwards, via the four large screws under the platen. Now, I did read an article that said typically you don't need to adjust the two bottom screws, which I did not do because they are a pain in the ass to get to. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you even get to those? That seems because the other two are pretty obvious. They're right there in your face, but the bottom yeah. two, like I don't, you have to get under your press, I suppose, or like in the side of it. Yeah, I I didn't. But fortunately, my situation was that it was the top side that needed to be pushed towards the The press, the press. And um, it was actually one side needed even more. So like my left side was almost there, but it needed to be a little bit closer, raised up a little bit. But the right side, I mean, that sucker was really off, like really, really (laughs) off. It's so funny. Um, so yes, you have these four large screws under your platen and to expose those, just hand turn the press until the clamshell is closed and you will see the top two there, right there for you. Assess what you're looking at though. Our presses, everything I've seen for platen presses have a really large screw with two nuts One at the top that's like touching where the platen is, and then one that's sort of at the bottom. That bottom one is your lock nut. Its job is specifically just to lock whatever you've decided to do with your screw to just lock it into place. So turning that one is not going to adjust anything on your press unless you have some slippage. Like let's say the nut is... Um, like really attached to the screw because of gunk or rust or anything like that. And then you're turning the lock nut and that's turning the screw, which was an issue that I had. Then it will make an adjustment, but that is not the purpose of that lower bottom nut. It is, it should move independently of the screw. So step one is to loosen that and righty tighty, lefty loosey. (laughs) So if you want to loosen it, turn it uh, to the left or counterclockwise and be cautious if this requires a lot of pressure. I filmed myself loosening one of the nuts and my, it was, it was just really stuck. My wrench slipped and my chest went into my throw off lever. (laughs) And I had the biggest bruise on my sternum for about a week. And that was just pure stupidity on my part. I just, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's anytime (laughs) I feel like you're doing things with like heavy equipment like this, you're just like, this is how I die. This is how I die. You have that moment like you slip and you're like, this is it. This is the end. I am going to freeze frame that uh, video and put it to the TikTok sound. Dumb Dumb ways to die. die. I was literally just thinking (laughs) you should do that because that is that song has been stuck in my head all day. Perfect. I love it. Okay, yeah. So, (laughs) so just be cautious. Um, What was recommended to me is that two days prior to like leveling the platen. Uh, to spray some WD-40 on these nuts and like let that sit in and kind of loosen up any gunk that's on there. 
So you may have to put WD-40 on, let it sit, wipe it down, try to loosen it, put some more WD-40 on it. Depending on the condition of your press, I will say this, Gordy was in pretty good condition. I just don't have a lot of upper body strength. So um, one round of the WD-40 really sent us on the on our way. Like, <laughs> Literally sent you flying. <laughs> <laughs> sent me flying. <laughs> Um, okay. Once you have those lower nuts loosened, step two is to adjust the top nut. So this was the part that prior to talking to Troy and John, um, Zach did try to level the platen a little bit one day and I started to panic. And interestingly enough, we reversed the direction that we thought we should go. Um, so here it is clockwise, which is going right, is backing off, and counterclockwise, which goes to the left, is more impression. Now that confused the shit out of me because that is not righty tighty lefty lefty. (laughs) (laughs) It is the opposite. It's like like going towards you is right, righty tighty lefty loosey, but going away from you towards the chase, towards the, yeah, I don't know. That is a little mind boggling, but we're just going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it for two reasons. (laughs) One is that there are multiple documents that back this up in addition to the in-person advice I was given. And then also I followed the advice and it worked. But in my brain, it doesn't really make sense. I think it makes sense in Zach's brain, but he has a, he has like an engineering brain and I just (laughs) same, 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 same. (laughs) So, okay. Clockwise backing off counterclockwise more impression um I would try to not move it too drastically you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I think one of the big hesitations of having people who may not know exactly what they're doing do this kind of maintenance on the press is that there is a risk that if you apply too much pressure too much impression then you may actually break some components on your press So if you are someone who runs your press with a motor and you do a lot of heavy packing, you just want to be cautious of, you know, applying too much pressure and understanding like, you know, we heard a story um, from Mark at the museum about how someone who purchased a pearl off of him cracked, Mm -hmm. you know, an integral part that couldn't be replaced. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. By, Just by from too much a, packing and over over too much impression. Yes. So it can happen. Um, so be cautious. So always go like a little bit at a time. And then step three is to run another test impression. So if it still needs adjustment, you repeat step two. Um, and then if it's good, then you want to secure the lock nuts and make sure that it is not moving the top nut or the impression screws while doing that process. So mm-hmm. um, what we've done is use like one wrench to hold the top nut in place and then another wrench to actually secure the lock nut. Makes sense. And that just makes sure that nothing really moves while doing that up. So, so I think that's a great, sense? that totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and add two uh, wrenches to my little toolkit in my studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was super jealous because one of the presses at the museum, like built into the press's base was an area to hold a wrench and the wrench like perfectly fit, you know, the, it was yeah. just so great. The Heidelberg has a little drawer for miscellaneous things like that. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, similar concept. So you did find a good article about this, right? On uh, the American, what is it? Agglomated Printers Association? Yes. So I did find an article and it's by uh, Fred Williams and it's dated winter of 1985. So thank you, Fred Williams. And it had some good tips regarding different types of presses that I thought was really interesting because this isn't something that we had talked to anyone at the print museum about, but um, that I felt like might be really interesting for our listeners to know. Mm -hmm. So in the clamshell style of press, and it lists a few, so Baltimore, Clipper, Excelsior, Pearl, Favorite, Star, Kelsey, Jewel, Lightning, Peerless, CMC, Model, Official, and Proudy. I've heard of two of I've, those. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of these are like sub-styles of other company, or like, you know what I mean, models of other company, like the Kelsey Excelsior, or maybe Kelsey was bought by Excelsior. Anyway, I feel like there may be some like time differences in those names, you know what I mean? Yeah, but anyway. I love it, and now I want to like deep dive into what all those I know, I'm like, I need to Google are. half of them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in those styles of presses that I just listed, it's necessary to raise the screws on the upper edge of the platen when any considerable increase is made in the amount of packing, which is huge. And Does if you, say you think why? about it, well, if you think about it, it makes it does make sense because if you're putting a lot of packing <clears throat> in, like that bottom edge is always going to be favored. It's just closer. Yeah. So I think the, you know, science behind that would be to like make the even impression is to apply even more pressure from the top Hmm. because it's just naturally going to be getting a lot of pressure from the bottom. Yeah, that does make sense. But I could be wrong. It didn't say why. (laughs) Um, In the Gordon type of presses, so that's Chandler and Price, Ben Franklin, Challenge, Cleveland, Old Reliable, Franklin Jobber, SNL, which is Gordy, SNL, and others. <laughs> also, I love the name Old Reliable. I <laughs> Who doesn't want to buy a piece of equipment called Old Reliable? I do. Same. That's for sure. I would love it. Um, okay, so in those types of presses, this difficulty isn't as much of a problem By carrying the hinging point nearly to the floor, the variation is slight. So just the way, like I do remember reading about this, like the Gordon style of presses, he was really trying to resolve the like snapping clamshell aspect. And a part of that was adjusting where that hinging point was and how those two forms, Yeah. yeah, like met together. So um, most of us, most of us are using the Gordon type of presses. So you really don't need to be adjusting um, the screws on your, the screws as much, depending on your level of packing. Um, But you will probably need to add like maybe a little more packing at the top. Like that's what I usually do. If I'm even now, if I'm running a really like a, large print that's basically the full size of my base Mm -hmm. and it has a lot of artwork on it I will typically have to put like at least one sheet of printer paper as packing just at the top to just give it a little bit more pressure um okay so then the third thing which I had to put in here because shout out to our friend John (laughs) who showed us the Colts armory I'm freaking obsessed but 
on the sliding platen type of press, which is Colts Armory, Universal, Hartford, Victoria, etc., it is not necessary to adjust to adjust the impression screws when going from light to heavy forms. On these presses, the bed is vertical and fixed. The platen, instead of being hinged, rolls up from feeding position until it becomes vertical with the form, and then it is pulled directly parallel parallel against the type form. And if you have not seen a Colt Armory press in action, it is so freaking cool. I know we talked about this in our wrap up of the Printer's (laughs) Fair episode. We like totally went on a tangent about it, but it is so freaking cool how this thing swings up and then moves forward. And yeah, it looks so smooth. It's crazy. These presses are such a marvel. And just the way they were built, the way that they move, the way that they're like all of their, and the fact that they still freaking work. (laughs) Do we build anything now that is this cool ever? I don't know. No, we don't. Mm -mm. I don't know. That's funny. Anyway, so further proof that the Colts Armory is superior to other platen presses. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Our little obsession grows every time we learn something new about it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, I personally am going to go to my shop this week and literally go level my platen because I feel like it probably needs adjusting. Um, <laughs> but I feel very well equipped now. Thank you, Jillian. And you are so welcome. Well, really, thank you, Troy. Too. And thank and you, John. John. Yeah, for sure. Um, and thank you to um, APA for having the resources online. And uh, yeah, it's just so great when you can find stuff that's helpful Um, you know, I was, okay. So here's one of the things I was like, why did I not find this article? The one that I just read these excerpts from, why didn't I find that article, you you know, two years ago when I was originally trying to do this. And it reminded me of a recent situation where my mom, (laughs) my mom's Apple ID is uses an email address that she like, doesn't have access to to. yeah yeah um and I googled like what to do about that situation and like couldn't really find a direct answer right away so I have friends who work for Apple so I was just like hey this is up and like within two seconds my friend sent me this article and I had to apologize to her I was like I am this word for word told me what to do I was like I am so sorry I swear I googled this before I bothered you yeah and she yeah. was like no 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 I just know the words to put into Google to get yeah. this and I was like oh maybe that's it maybe like now I just know the words like I can't even really remember did I know the word platen when I was first looking this up yeah or leveling because, it because it's like vertical when you're thinking about it so like <laughs> Yeah, like when I was first researching this was not long after getting Gordy. It was way before this podcast. It was way before knowing you and like researching a lot of the stuff that we've researched for this podcast. And, you know, I honestly, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just didn't know what to look for. So yeah. anyway, that could be it. But the article was very easy to find once I typed in the right google terms so my apologies <laughs> for any past frustrations with oh funny yeah it is well i think that's like the funny thing about like when we went to the printer's fair and troy immediately came up and was like who needs help leveling the platen it's very simple you're gonna have no problem doing it like there's a lot of this it, with anything letterpress related there's always that like initial fear because you don't know what you're doing 
And then like, once you know, you're like, oh my God, it's so easy. I wish I hadn't waited so long. I wish I had done this sooner, blah, 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 blah. And that's just another example of how like, you don't know until you know, and that's exactly what we're here for. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> now you sure. all know, and you can Google leveling your flatten or just look at the show notes mm-hmm. for the link um, and hopefully find more answers quicker. <laughs> Perfection. I love it. Yes. Um, So a few things. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love if you could leave us a review. That would be amazing. Um, If you're on Instagram, come on over and give us a follow. We continue some of these conversations over there. Um, You can also DM us questions that you have, or if there's a topic that you would like covered on the podcast, you can feel free to submit those via Instagram DMs or on our website, which is hotoffthepresspodcast.com and our Instagram is hotoffthepresspod. And um, also we have a letterpress supply guide. If you're new here, I feel like we haven't mentioned it in a while. We, we have a letter. Yeah, it's in forever. I know. We have a letterpress supply guide that lists all of the vendors that we know of, that we use, um, all of the different supplies that we stock our shops with, with really easy links to access all of that. Um, A few of our listeners have been purchasing those and using those and have said really great things about it. So if you are just starting out or if you just want the ease of a really quick resource, so you're not always having to Google everything, we've done all that Googling for you. Um, You can (laughs) find that also at our website, hotoffthepresspodcast.com. Perfect. Yay. Well, Um, so good to see. Oh, Also, your purchase does support the podcast and helps us continue making these episodes and allows us the time and energy and resources to um, expand on the upcoming resources and merchandise and things we have planned for the next year. So um, don't forget to visit hotoffpresspodcast.com and maybe buy a keychain while you're at it. Um, Or a sticker. (laughs) Or a sticker. Yeah. So, um, you know, your support keeps us going. So uh, thank you all who have already purchased and uh, who plan to purchase and yeah yeah we love you guys all right we'll see you next week bye